This is Professional Life Crisis. I'm your host, Amanda. And by now, I'm a damn near professional at having a life crisis. Coming from the girl who bought a corporate-sized whiteboard, like legitimately the size they have on the wall in your office, to map out all her future career options, I know what an emotional roller coaster your early career can be. And I don't even like roller coasters. This podcast is here to help you get through those messy, uncertain times riddled with ramen noodles and self-doubt. If you're an ambitious, curious young professional trying to pave your way in the world, it's not as scary as I once thought it was, but I really wish I'd had someone to tell me that. Hello, and welcome back for another episode of Professional Life Crisis. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what it means to be a generalist, what is a chief of staff, what does it mean, and what are the impacts of being in the middle of a startup recession, what I'd consider the pros of being a generalist, as well as the cons, and my overall take on whether it's a good idea to be a generalist in a recession or not. And lastly, I'll close out with a little bit of my own advice, having been a generalist at a startup in a recession. When you leave consulting at a young age with virtually no skills besides client relationship management and PowerPoint, you may wind up looking at generalist sort of roles like I did. After consulting, I joined a seed stage startup as their chief of staff. And as you may know, I was recently laid off and it has me thinking a lot about what it means to be a generalist, especially in the middle of a tech recession. So you may be thinking, what is a chief of staff? I've never heard of that before. I also hadn't heard of it before an old colleague of mine at Accenture had left to become a chief of staff, and she highly recommended it and said it was a great transition from consulting into the tech world. A chief of staff is generally a strategic thought partner to whoever their principal is. So there could be a chief of staff to anyone on the executive board that hires one. For example, I was a chief of staff to the CEO, but plenty of other C-level execs have a chief of staff. You could be the chief of staff to the CMO, to the chief product officer, etc. The chief of staff is often in charge of special projects that don't fall within anyone else's remit. Sometimes the role functions kind of like a rotational program. You're kind of like the pinch hitter for whatever area of the business is most in need at any given time. And that often means rotating around different parts of the business until you've covered it all. During my time as chief of staff, I mainly ran marketing, as that was my background coming in. But I also helped with product planning, collaborated with design, worked on customer support, and headed up team culture. Chief of staff is an amazing role for someone that's coming out of consulting and sees themselves more as a generalist. So we're going to talk about what it means to be a generalist in the middle of a tech recession. And before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about what shapes the environment when we say a startup or tech recession. In the middle of a tech or startup recession, startups often have to operate with limited runway. Runway meaning the amount of time that the company has left with their current cash reserves before they run out of money. And this is the money that they use to pay their business expenses, like operating costs, rent, marketing, and your salary. Having that limited runway makes them particularly vulnerable during a recession. It's hard to secure funding because investors tend to be much more cautious about how much money they're willing to keep investing in startups, especially if they see the company as a risk, and maybe it's not performing as well as some of the other companies in their portfolio. The limited fundraising dollars also affect the startup's overall valuation. If you're a shareholder in that company or have stock options in that company, that can mean that your overall equity is worth less. As a result of all of that limited venture capitalist money going around, Many startups need to cut costs in order to extend their runway. So you can either extend your runway by making more revenue or by cutting costs. 
So cutting costs can involve layoffs, LOL, renegotiating contracts with freelancers, reducing marketing budgets, etc. Number three, it's often true that consumers have less disposable income and that causes consumer behaviors to change. Think about yourself. When money is tighter, you're going to spend less on things that you'd consider a luxury. Maybe that's expensive travel or a new handbag or new clothes, etc. And depending on what service or product the startup offers, their service could fall into that category that's considered a luxury or a non-necessity. And this change in consumer behavior can force startups to pivot their entire business model, their product or their service to meet these changing customer needs and what's going on in the market. Now that we've covered what it means generally to be in the middle of a startup recession, we're going to talk about the pros of being a generalist. As a generalist, you can wear multiple hats within an organization. Sorry, not trying to sound like a toxic job description or anything, but being able to wear multiple hats makes you a valuable contributor for the small team with limited resources. A new project comes up outside your area of expertise, but you can learn quickly and jump in. Great. They don't need to bring on and pay someone external to get the project done. I think I actually survived a prior layoff or two because as the priorities of the business shifted, I could just support a higher priority project rather than having to go and use my very specific skills elsewhere. You can switch roles or adapt to different industries more easily because you have a broader skill set and knowledge base. So you're not pigeonholed into working in one very specific industry or even one very specific type of role forever. And that's pretty cool. You probably have a pretty holistic view of the organization, the overall strategy, which makes you really good at collaborating across different teams, bridging gaps, and bringing your unique sense of creativity to solving business problems. And trust me, you may not realize it, but those are very valuable skills and not everyone has them. So give yourself a little credit. Now let's talk about some of the cons. The first con, there's a lot of competition for generalist roles. Everyone and their mother is applying for them. And it's possible you may lose out on a job to someone who's more specialized in the specific skill set that they're looking for. My advice is be a generalist until you get enough exposure to find what you like and then go deep in that subject area instead of so broad. For me, this looked like coming in as the chief of staff, having a little bit of experience and background in marketing, trying out many different parts of the business, including marketing, sales, customer support, team culture, collaborating with product, collaborating with design, and then going deeper and getting more specialized and more skilled within marketing because that's where my true excitement and passion area lied. Number two, when you're a generalist, it likely means that you'll try a lot of new things within your job. And I do love that but it comes with a fairly steep learning curve every time. And you'll need to have that lifelong learner mentality in order to continue succeeding. Some may see this as a pro and some may see this as a con, but it's something that I want to call out because without it, I think it's very tough and it's very emotionally taxing. Number three, as I mentioned before, generalists aren't pinned down to a particular path, but it can be a bit nebulous and unclear what your next move should be once you outgrow your given role. There's not as much of a clear path towards climbing that professional ladder, and it's not as well-defined, which I consider to be a pro. But you can feel a bit uncertain at times thinking about, you know, I'm going to do this for a couple of months, maybe a year and a half, two years, but where do I go after that? My best advice is find community with others like you. 
Talking to others who are in these sorts of generalist chief of staff kinds of roles can be so valuable because it'll help you find out what the people who are two or three steps ahead of you have done. And that can be so valuable for shaping your own path. And it's also very validating that there are next steps. People are carving successful career paths after being in these generalist type of roles. And lastly, this is probably the biggest issue and most relevant in my life lately, but during a recession, companies will likely prioritize specialists over generalists, potentially leading to job insecurity and, worst case, a layoff. So now we've talked about what it means to be in a startup recession and what I consider some of the pros and cons of being a generalist. So what's my overall take? What would I do if I had to do it all over? In thinking about this and taking a little bit of time since my layoff to process, there's definitely risks to being a generalist in the startup world. But here's the thing. You're not exactly safe being a generalist in a big company either. So if you're looking to take the leap and join a startup, assess based on your own level of risk tolerance if working for a startup is the right move for you. For me, it was, and I would do it all over again because working at a startup is so invigorating. And I truly learned so many tactical and practical skills to running a business that I never had exposure to working in consulting. I think it's a great move if you want to start your own company because the skills that you learn are so transferable. The network that you develop is so valuable. If you have that entrepreneurial bug and you're in the right financial place to take a little bit more risk, then I think it's a great choice and you will thrive. Thank you so much for listening to Professional Life Crisis. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave it a five-star review on Apple or Spotify and share with a friend that may be going through a bit of a chaotic career moment themselves. Subscribe to our Substack newsletter for podcast recaps, interactive polls, and more. Next week's episode is an interview with David Rolls, where he breaks down the difference between internal and agency recruiting, his path from sales to recruiting to content creation and forming his own consulting business. If any of those topics interest you, I hope we'll see you around in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.